0: Good evening all you creatures of the night. Tonight we take you to any town USA. A place where innocence is the second thought and partying is the number one objective. It's the dead of summer in a small coastal town, miles away from any sort of metropolitan mecca. What are a bunch of young hormonal teenagers to do? They take to a night drinking and smoking and celebrating their youth. When a pair of couples stray from the group and they start a late night fire into the ocean. They reminisce before partying again to take part in some late-night unholy shenanigans with their significant others. The night is one for the books for a young teenager in the throngs of adolescence and the cusp of adulthood. When they peel out in their car in the evening, when things take a turn for the worse. Speeding around the corner, it's not their future on the horizon, but a human being bouncing off their hood, beaten and bloody. The young teenagers are intoxicated with booze and the promise of the future, but are now In the fits of a stalker's revenge back from the dead This is It Records Hello everybody, I'm one of your many hosts of the It Records podcast Matt Johnson here And uh, I'm joined with the lovely, the fantastic, the magnanimous Lindsay Clark (laughs) Boom, switcheroo Usually it's Pete, not this time Pete doesn't take well to my praises, but Pete's <laughs> also here. Pete, thanks for, thanks for joining us this week, too. <laughs>
1: how, how dare you? <laughs>
0: well, I was just, I've just i been trying to give you my love and affection these past several podcasts, Pete, and you just, you just deflect, so I've given up, you know? I'm a beaten man.
1: Years. It's been years. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Over these many, many years. Well, this week on the podcast... We watched the 1997 horror film. I know what you did last summer. So the boy and girl are making out, right? When they hear over the radio that this lunatic killer's escaped from an insane asylum. That's not the way it goes.
1: The boy goes for help and the girl stays in the car and she hears this like, scratching sound. No, he's been decapitated. No, he was gutted with a hook. No! Mary!
0: Dead. we can't just leave him here oh tell me little miss Prelaw, what's the charge for mad slaughter we make a pact right here and now we take the sorry grave
1: for the last year four friends have kept a secret
2: are you on drugs no well then what is wrong i've had a rough year
0: but not all secrets stay buried
2: somebody sent this to me oh my
1: god Someone knows.
0: I know what you did last summer. Ooh. What they thought would be a new beginning... A toast to us. ...is becoming a dead
1: end. Somebody tried to kill you last night. We have to go to the police. If you want to be dead, he could have done it. And the mistake they made... It was an accident. There was no accident. It was murder. What if he's still alive? Hey! What are you doing here? He's coming back to haunt them. Oh, my gosh. He's after me, too. I got a letter. I got run over. Helen gets her hair chopped off. Ah! Julie gets a body in a trunk, and you get a letter? That's balanced. She's waiting for us to unravel. Ugh. The wait is over. What are you waiting for?
0: somewhere. Uh, written by Kevin Williamson. directed by... It Jim Gillespie? Gillespie yes. was the director of this one. <clears throat> you know, I, I had to, to second-guess myself there. I almost said we watched Urban Legend this week because uh, I was thinking of <laughs> 90s horror and I had to stop <laughs> myself.
1: <laughs> I mean, is it that different? <laughs> no, I mean,
0: this one is loosely based off on of Urban Legend. It's not all about Urban Legends, but it is in there. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And it's 90s, and it's a ripoff of Scream. It's kind of hard to keep track of them all. It's an easy sure.
2: mistake to make.
0: Yeah, But there's no crossovers, right? No actors for uh, Urban Legend in this one? Like Sarah yeah. Michelle Geller was in Scream and this one. She's Scream 2, sorry. She's right? in Scream
1: oh, okay. 2. I just watched it recently, actually.
0: Yeah, she's in the, the sorority. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, I can talk about Scream. what we watched. I know you did last summer. And for those of you who don't know, it came out in 1997, um, loosely based off the urban legend The Hook, and it's based on a novel. But after a nasty accident, four friends begin to drift apart, uh, similar to the story I described in the opening. And one year later, uh, Julia James, played by Jennifer Love Hewitt, gets an anonymous message, and then a slicker... Wearing hook, wielding killer, begins to rip apart their lives in more way than one. It's plain words there, because this movie is a slasher film.
1: I didn't catch it actually.
0: hmm Yeah, yeah. The rip, yeah, the rip apart. Yeah. Yeah. Subtly put it in there.
1: So we. uh, This is actually more of a callback because like we talked about. Have n't we talked about this before in a mini episode where you thought this was overrated? Isn't that true, Matt?
0: Hmm. I uh, plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I'm record. I'm on record saying yeah. I think it was overrated. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and this uh, was Lindsay's know. pick this week, and uh, mm-hmm. I think you guys should mm-hmm. argue yes. it out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm sure we will duke it out as uh, as this happens, but uh, I'm scared. I was just well, you, you picked it, so is it like, I guess, uh, I don't know, is it one of your horror favorites or one you hadn't seen in a while? Why I picked it was?
2: because I love everybody in the main cast. I also went through, like, a... Not that there's that many to choose from, and I don't think any of them are particularly good, but, like, a couple of years, a couple of summers ago, I, like, wanted to watch all the Freddie Prince Jr. movies that I could find. So, obviously, <laughs> this was, like, a natural... Um, choice for me, and I just, I don't know, like I just love everybody. And you know, Jay Love, Freddie Prince Jr., Sarah Michelle Geller, Ryan Phillippe. Um, mm-hmm. Like, this film is just like pure 90s, and oh, yeah. I love it for that. And so, that's why we went down this road because of mm. that. Like, because I love Freddie Prince Jr. so much.
0: Mm. A real prince huh?
2: Mm hmm. You, you guys call, it,
0: call yourselves princes. <laughs> yeah.
2: They do. We do oh. as of now. I didn't need okay.
0: to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can understand that, um, because I have a similar feeling with Urban Legend that we've done on this podcast, and uh, I I love that movie just because it is pure '90s, and maybe it's like mm-hmm. when I first started getting into horror that I started watching that podcast. But um, no, I, I understand. But as mm-hmm. you said, pure '90s, even from like the first scene of this movie which is, like, the aerial shots of, like, the ocean, and we see David Egan, who comes in later, who they believe they hit with their car. Um, it I just felt like 90s, like, straight 90s mm-hmm. horror. I felt like a Scream movie. Like, it was Scream, because it's, like, it was like a, kind of like a grungy song, right, underneath it? Yeah. Underneath and it, it was, like, this yeah, I rolling for, I what song it was. helicopter shots at the credits. Yeah, I, I meant to write it down, but I didn't, but yeah. It was, like, really
1: ridiculous, I'm, and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember, remember this now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Roger Ebert called it short. the
2: best shot of the film.
1: <laughs> that's funny.
0: Oh, man, that's harsh. Yeah, it doesn't
2: say very much for the rest of the movie, but
0: whatever. We'll get to that. Well, yeah, but... I um, like that the... I, I think... Okay. Did you say something? Yeah, you you must have cut out.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, I liked, and then you cut me off. Oh. Not, Not deliberately. And then I stopped because you were talking. <laughs> oh... Yeah, we lost you. No. I was gonna say that I like that the movie kind of takes place like during like a parade. Like it just kinda makes me like there's like a handful of horror movies that do this. Like there's like a big town event, and then it's like pretty much covered up by all the chaos of the events that's going on. And I always mm-hmm. like when the movie does that. And I wish there was like more of it. It's like really in the background in this movie. Yeah. It's not yeah. the forefront, but I still like it a lot that it's like it's there
0: Mm -hmm. that's a good point I agree I I like that element too everything kind of gets drowned out in the chaos it's almost like a similar to a Jaws horror where it's the it's the 4th of July weekend in Jaws as well this movie takes place uh, around the 4th of July but yeah there's a bunch of celebrations going on no one's really paying attention to (laughs) these murders that are happening (laughs) in their town yeah
1: pretty brutal murders too
0: yeah yeah there were um, especially, well, you were just talking about the chaos of the town and the parades going on, especially Sarah Michelle Gellar's hooking, um, which were, I was Sa- surprised that you a didn't seem I'm a, I'm a Sarah more, Michelle Gellar fan.
1: yeah, I, I wish she was more utilized in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's weird, like, cause like, she's always like a victim. In like those early roles, and then she gets casted as Buffy, like just to, as like a an anti-role for her. It was like the it shows opposite. her range. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it just made me think. I was like, man, I really wish they utilized Sarah Michelle Gellar more in those early movies. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. and Then she went on to play Daphne in Scooby Doo. <laughs> so let's
1: not forget.
2: Let's not forget, or
1: or or try to forget, <laughs> <laughs> depending on how you feel on the movie. <sighs> like I was saying, that what's he? John Galecki is that his name from Big I believe Bang Theory? So,
0: yeah. It's Galecki.
1: Yeah, who's got a yeah Galecki? Yeah, who's got a real crush and Jennifer Love Hewitt it's from the get go? And
2: mm-hmm. it's like weird because he's
1: like the nerd, but he's like cocky. It like...
2: Yeah, where does that come from?
1: I feel like he should have glasses, but, like, because I just think of his character. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he squints a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he works as, like, a fisherman, which is really, like, weird yeah, to see in He, like, burns mm-hmm. his hand, yeah. And he gets, like, brutally murdered when he's, yeah. like, yeah. preparing fish or whatever. Yeah, I was curious about that.
0: Um, we said he dies, but... He's not in like the main. If you haven't seen it, I mean, it's been out exi- almost twenty years. Go see it. Um, but he's not in the main friend group. It's Freddie Prince Jr., Sarah Michelle Gellar, yeah. Jennifer Love Hewitt, and she's the main character, is Julie. And then Ryan uh, Felipe, is that, how you say it? Fi- right. Okay, he, yeah. They're the main friend group. They're two couples, and but then he is still prominent because he shows up in the first scene. Max is his name. i um, at the party, and he likes Julia. And they get, like, rough and tough with him because he's talking to her. And he gets tough back. I, I mean,
1: I didn't... I, <laughs> it's funny because, like, Ryan Felipe or whatever gets, like, really in his face. And he's like, get out of here, nerd. And, like, <laughs> yeah. shoves him and, like, shit goes all mm-hmm. over the place. And then and then Ryan Felipe is like, come on, dude, to his fucking friend yeah. who's... Freddie Prince Junior and he's like, I gotta protect your girl for you too. i What is happening?
2: Yeah, our characters are real. <laughs> he is I head. feel like, like he is just too much. His
1: intensity
0: was like here the whole movie for me. If I'm mm-hmm. the podcast listener, I'm holding it above my head. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he was like a ten the whole the whole movie. And everybody else was kind of playing uh-huh. a relatively cool, reserved role, but anyway. Yeah. I, agree. I oh, back to the Max thing, yeah he's supposed to be a character like some sort of uh, side character but um, he dies he gets killed by the assailant uh, we won't say who it is yet why? why does he get killed?
2: I know it's kind of like what'd he do you know like you know what? why I I guess maybe he, the reason for that is just kind of to show like okay this whoever's you know, behind all of this is a real threat to all of the, like, to the mm-hmm. main four characters. I don't really know. It kind of seems to come out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, that's what I was, Well, like, the body doesn't even come back into play really, either, because, like, it, I know what you're gonna say, because yeah. it comes up in the trunk, and then there's, like, a mm-hmm, bunch mm-hmm. of crabs there, but then it's gone, and then...
0: And all the crabs.
1: And all the, like, very quick, I'm like, huh.
0: Yeah. I guess I was just...
1: Like, it's not really a threat, because, like, I would feel like the whole group would have to see it to really, like, have an impact, not just on one person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I feel like his death was kind of, like... It was supposed to, the first one, really to show us that, I mean, like, the terror, there's imminent doom, and someone's gonna die. It wasn't a main character. But I didn't feel like there was much Mm -hmm. weight to his, his death. Like, Julia felt something, but it was kind of just, as you said, beat, like... The whole group didn't see it and didn't have that magnitude that you might have thought it would.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, maybe he uh, was killed because he was, he was there the night that they hit the person. He wasn't with that. He wasn't That's with true. them in the car. It was the four men. But he, he like, drove, drove past and didn't past, right. He didn't know. He's a bystander, but he was there.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah
1: he knows what he did last summer is what happened
0: he knows what he, he, knows why what he did
1: why didn't I think of that <laughs> <laughs> hmm. and I like to point out that like um that Buffy her family owns like a gro- not a grocery store she they own like a what is it like it's a general store oh right? yeah like, like they sell, clothing clothing and, and, mm-hmm. and like jewelry I want to say yeah mm-hmm. and it's owned by the dad who just we see is watching a baseball game and that's it. Uh-huh. And doesn't even say hi to his daughter. Just a drink and a beer watching the ball game. That's it. That's all you get. And anyone working in the store is the, the, two, the daughters. two daughters. The two daughters
0: run the whole store. Yeah. I think he's given up uh, power and authority to Elsa which is um, Buffy's sister in this movie older sister who is very rude to yeah, she's, yeah. Sarah, Michelle Gellar, Sarah Michelle Gellar's character
1: she is so mean and
2: she's rough
0: and I think what they were trying to portray is like at the beginning of the movie Sarah Michelle Gellar's character wins like the queen of the town and what did she win? something like that <laughs> <laughs> whatever
1: it, it pageants of some Yes, sorts. some pageant
0: she won um,
1: queen crab <laughs>
0: Something like that. Where she's, I guess, some beauty of the town. Um, and Elsa, I guess, is portrayed as more of like the business or like no no messing around or anything, wants to be taken seriously. So there's, there's supposed to be the dichotomy, I feel like, between them. And they really made Elsa mean to
2: mm-hmm.
0: Sarah, Sarah
1: Michelle Geller because of that.
2: Yeah, they don't have... they are not They're mm-hmm. not friends. They don't get along.
1: It seems really unwarranted, though, because... It. You don't see Buffy being mean back. It's just like her older sister just being a complete right. Right. One sided for sure.
0: Hey, we we're not seeing what's going on at home behind closed doors. We're only getting what the camera is showing us. Okay. We don't know what happened. There's at least eighteen years we didn't see, so we don't know.
1: (laughs) All that all that backstory. (laughs) Yeah. That was clearly there.
0: No, I would have gotten if, like, because Elsa is in the first scene before a year later where most of the story takes place. Um, and she was kind of mean to her then at the party we meet her. I would have gotten it if, like, she was kind of nice to her there um, because Sarah Michelle Gale was on top of the world. And then a year later, Elsa is her boss at her family store because she was supposed to go to New York and be, like, this actress or whatever. And then she's being mean to her because, yeah. ha-ha, like, didn't work out. Still yeah. mean.
1: Your life failed. Yeah, your no, life failed,
0: Elsa. But... <laughs> Elsa
2: is consistent. You gotta give her credit for that.
0: <laughs> she doesn't. Pray. You know what? You're right. Yeah, she is consistent. <laughs> All the way
1: till the end.
2: Uh huh. The bitter end.
1: I would say that's probably one of the better scenes of the movie is when the killer goes after the two sisters, and you see another moment of where. Puffy's coming in. She's being chased, and she's like, "I'm being attacked." And then the sister's like, "What?" Yeah. Like, your your sister came in running and screaming <laughs> that they're being attacked, and you have no sympathy at all.
0: Mm, yeah, whatever.
1: And you're like, "What are you What are you talking about? You fucking bitch! <laughs> like, why why are you talking?" Yeah, to me? for real. That was
0: her reaction. <laughs>
1: And I was like, what is her deal? Like, even if you dislike your sibling, I feel like you would be like, oh, shit. Like, we have to yeah, fucking like do something. you might to lock up. Yeah, you know, like... Call the cops. Right, if you had
0: like, some sort of unconditional love for your family, that, you yeah. know... Yeah. <laughs> you would think. You would just dismiss them. Always. In any <laughs> if, situation.
1: <laughs> I feel like if Buffy died before her sister, spoiler alert, but who cares, because...
2: It's been out for it's 20
1: years. You know, you know body, body counts. Um, it, I feel like she wouldn't care. She would not care about her sister dying. That's a
0: good point. I don't think she would either. Like, ugh, what'd you do
1: this time? Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> You've lost your hair again. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that part was creepy. That yes. was really creepy. So that's like my worst nightmare. In, shaved her head. Yeah, that's pretty bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so the killer is, like, toying with them. Because there's two instances. One with Sarah Michelle Geller, and then one with Ryan Philippi's character. I forget his name. There's Ray Hound and Julia, and then Ryan
1: Felipe's character. Well, almost everyone got... Yeah, he was messing with um, everybody. I, I feel, like, antagonized, except yeah. for... Freddie? Um, Freddie Prist Jr., because, like, they tried to put him as, like, a red herring. Yeah. That's true. We don't really see yeah. that.
0: Yeah. All of them come close to being... A victim and then they escape somehow or is this toying with them. Yeah. She gets her hair cut off, Helen does. Well, wow, Ryan Philby gets run over by a car into a shack.
1: Yeah, he's like I actually thought like he died there, like yeah. rewatching it and I was like, did he just die? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's launched. <laughs> and then he's like in the hospital and I was like, Oh, okay. Is he gonna get murdered in the hospital? And I'm like, Oh no. <laughs> you thought he's fine. So Matt, what up? So do you just not find this film entertaining at all? Do you find it too much of a rip-off? Like what's your gripe with this movie? Oh,
0: we're talking Scream now? Let's hear it. Ah. Um well, it's it's difficult. I, I say it's overrated cuz it, I don't think it holds up to sc- to Scream for several reasons, but um saying it's a ripoff is tough because several, it is based on a book and it's the same writer so it's hard to say they ripped it off if they got kevin williamson wrote both movies so it's gonna have the same flair i guess if he's writing two of the same flasher flashers Ooh, two of the same slashers sorry um but this one just didn't and maybe it, i mean kevin williamson can write like there's a story to this um But Wes Craven added the element of, like, it was, like, really meta. Maybe that's why I like Scream. It was, like, really into the horror genre of, like, everything they did was, like, tropes in the horror genre they talked about it the entire time. This one seemed almost like it was a slasher. Um, But I don't know know what I'm looking for. It did seem like a paper copy almost a little
1: bit. I think I saw this movie before I saw Scream. I want to I, say
0: I, I probably did too, actually. I think I saw this one first.
1: And yeah. I remember I really... Did it then, too. No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. I remember really liking it. And I still do, actually. I think it's a very fun movie. And I don't think it could be any better. It's just like kind of like You know what I mean? Like, it's all like the writing is bad. I just feel like everything is, like, into place. It's like, with the premise that it's in, it's like a good movie.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Sure. Um, no, it is. And I guess I kind of saw this when I was watching it. It's not that I said it was overrated, it's not that I don't like it, it's the fact that, um, Oh shit! I lost my thought. I was writing notes. Um, oh, I think it's overrated because it gets a lot of hype. I think more than like Urban Legend did. When we were talking about Urban Legend, where I feel like these ones are kind of similar, um, but Urban Legend gets a bad rap. And so it's, it's a they're all three kind of similar movies, is why I thought it was overrated. But I do enjoy it because as I was watching it now, it's been a while since I watched it. It's got that same '90s like dialogue that Scream had, that was like really some. It's like. I don't know, no one talk like that today, or no one talked like that in real life, but, like, I loved it in Scream, so, like, I can't not like it in this movie. Like, Ryan Philippe's character and Julie have a lot of lines, and I'm like, what? But I love yeah. it. Because of...
1: I think what I would like... The only thing I think that can make it better is that if there was more of, like, the core group, I think having four is too small. And, mm-hmm. like... Well, a, yeah like maybe a bigger body count I don't know cause like it seems like scream I don't know if it maybe this the murders were more intense or had a bigger body count because it didn't seem like there was a whole lot of dangers why are you guys laughing at me <laughs> what? what what's going on <laughs>
0: Oh, sorry, Pete. You were talking, and it wasn't what you were saying so much, but I think Lindsay and both of I had, like, a drag on, on your yeah. on your video and your audio, so it was like, it sounded like you are coming out of, like, the, the computer speak command, like, yeah. you type something in, and it was coming in really slow, and it was like, bigger body yeah. count. And it yeah.
2: sucks, because, like, it sounded like what you were saying was really good, but I don't know.
0: Yeah, I just couldn't take the voice, I had to laugh. <laughs>
1: I was just, like, talking normally. And then you, I just see both of you guys laughing. And I was like, what, is there something on my face? <laughs> yeah. You sounded
2: like a robot.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that that happened to Matt earlier when he was talking. Mm-hmm. But anyways. Um, I forgot what I was Proceed.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. You were talking about... I legit about, forgot what I was saying. The, you were talking about the body count, and you were saying... don't what Scream, you said four... Might not have been a big enough group, or maybe the the attacks might have been more harsh or more threatening in Scream, um, that it felt more uh, impactful. But I, I think it's not so much the murders were more intense. I think there are some intense ones here, and I know you did that summer, but I felt like in this one it really focused on Julie. But they do that with Sydney in Scream. But I felt like more of a camaraderie. Like Ray, a year later, is barely like hanging out with them. Like you see him yeah. and he's always by himself. So it just it doesn't seem like they're all in one place. We're like in Scream, they're in high school together. And they go to the right. parties together, so they're always like in the same place. I feel like that's why it yeah. just seems like they're closer. Where they're all kind of like in the movie but they're just in different spots.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well the I feel like most
1: of a connection.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, they kinda agreed like to uh you know, the incident happens and then, you know, they all agree never to talk about it again. And I feel like when you experience something that intense together, you know, I don't know, like, it, it almost makes sense that they would drift away from each other, you know, and I mean, of course, it, they all go off and they do their respective things, like, college things and whatnot, but, yeah. you know,
0: yeah. and that it was, makes
2: sense that they would want to disassociate from that, I guess.
0: That's true, you don't want to be around, like, four people you might have murdered somebody with that might bring it up. Yeah, it
2: might bring up some bad memories.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so you don't want to hang out with those people. Yeah. No, that's true.
1: Yeah. It makes sense, but I think it's just, like, this the way, like, the script, like, made it it harder for itself to be more impactful. Like, it gave itself, like, these pretenses, and they, like you said, everything had to be separate, which is, like, it was cool in how they did it, but, like, why... Scream is a better movie. It's because, like, it feels like the attack is, like, on the group. Yeah. And then, like, no one is safe and they're being attacked at different times when they get alone. Mm. And then, like, that's, like, really cool. Like, it's, like, b- brings up the thrill where, like, in I know what you did last summer, they're already alone. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That is true.
1: So it's just kind of, like, the way, like, the writing, like, it, like, makes sense why, the way it is. And that's why I I think it can't be, like, much better of a movie. And I also really enjoy the sequel, too. Really? I still still know you did that I do. I don't
2: feel like that's something that people say very often. Please go on.
1: Uh, I mean, I remember it being pretty dumb, but I also really like it. Uh Because I feel like they just... I just remember they, like, win a contest and they go to an island and the an island's, like, deserted or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what I remember of the movie and I remember Jack Black being a side character and he was, like, <laughs> he had, like, dreadlocks or whatever. Oh, yeah. And he's, like, a horrible character. He's very annoying. <laughs> it's so, it's so funny. Yeah. That was only a year after, so, right?
0: Was it
2: 98? It was,
1: yeah, the next year. Yeah, it was, like, literally literally a year after, yeah. And, but it's, like, still very entertaining. I'll always know what you did last summer is awful. There's no yeah. returning cast. Well, that's, like,
0: almost ten and, years later, too.
1: Yeah. And it's, like, mid-2000s, I want to say. It came out. 2006. And it's, like... right, right oh, wow. th- Yeah. I was... That's so weird. And it's, like, none of it made any sense to, like, the killer. You're just, like, wait, who's killing who? And it's, like... Why is this happening to these kids? That I don't, I don't even remember what happened. Like it was mm-hmm. just like so bad that like I can't even remember anything about it. It's like the, the the killer didn't make any sense to me. Okay. That's the only thing I remember. About and the it. second one. In the third one. The third one. Okay. I never saw the third one. Yeah. So
2: you're yeah. telling me don't. not yeah. to waste my time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Second one's good. I even though that one has horrible reviews, I still find it like very entertaining. It's definitely du- it's a dumber movie for sure.
0: Well. What even baffles me, like, I, I hear that about I Still Don't Eat It Last Summer. It's got bad reviews, and they didn't make a third one with everybody. But I know a lot of people who really enjoy so, you know, I Still Don't Eat It Last Summer. And I feel like it's got bad reviews on, like, Rotten Tomatoes and stuff.
1: Yes, yeah. yeah. it has very bad reviews. But I feel like it's most like people, a like. 7%. <laughs> if it's like. A 7%. Yeah. Sure. I well,
0: thought no, that, we were like
2: 36, a, 37.
0: I think that's I Still Don't Eat It Last Summer, is, oh. is like 7. But like, uh, uh, but it was like below fifty. Like, I just find that strange. Like, maybe I thought it wasn't the best, but I know I would watch it. I know a lot of people who like it. and like maybe it's a star generation that was like really likes it, and most other people didn't. I don't know. It
1: yeah, just baffles I me. I also think
0: because it was box office success, actually, it was both, both movies were
2: commercially.
1: I think like early like pre two thousand movies, for the most part, that aren't like critically acclaimed. Get shit on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, if it's not... If it's not, like... If it's anything pre, like, 2000... Like, 2001, probably. Like, back when the internet was, like, really a thing. Like, if it wasn't a classic movie, it has really shitty reviews. Because, like, of course, like, Your Godfather is going to have good reviews. Like... And, like, The Exorcist, if you want to go back to horror, Rosemary's Baby, Psycho. Those are all going to have good reviews. But... And then... There's just not going to be a lot of, like, reviews for all these other movies there because they're just, like... They're so late. It's not like they're having these... They might pull some reviews from, like, a while ago, but it's not a lot. It's only, like, 50 at the most. Like, that's even... You're lucky. Good point. Where, like, reviews of, like, movies now are, like, sometimes at 200.
0: Yeah. Some movies come out and they're, like... The best movie ever on Rotten Tomatoes. They get the best scores. I'm like, yeah, I'd give it ten years and see if that score's still <laughs> that out there. Like some of those, you just saw it. I get it, but um, one point I, I brought up earlier is the Fourth of July movie, or it, it kind of is. How do you think it fits into the genre of horror that is based around holidays? I mean, you got your Black Christmas. You know, I'm talking about Halloween's. Um, does it? Do you think it falls into that category at all? It's not called the 4th of July, but it is the 4th of July, and it's an a- it's going to be its anniversary every 4th of July that this killer stalks them.
1: Yeah. It, it, like, kind of is, because it, like, it, it like, falls the pretenses of it that happens around that certain holiday. Yeah. But, like, I feel like the 4th of July is, like, not the focus of the movie at all, where, like, Black Christmas is, like, very apparent. Mm. Halloween is very apparent. Mm-hmm. April Fool's Day is another one. Like, I don't even think it's, like, about the day... Father's Day but it's like yeah Father's Day um, there's New Year's Evil Christmas Evil <clears> there's <throat> some good ones um
0: Bloody Valentine
1: yeah there's a okay yeah a lot of a lot of Christmas ones especially
2: hmm yeah I kind of nice. feel like they just use it as a way of marking time um you know yeah. I don't think it's really like used for any other purpose I want to say in terms of that yeah. mm-hmm
0: yeah that's true
1: it's like a way of like it's not Halloween so we have to have, find an excuse to come up with a horror movie for like general audiences to see mm-hmm. <laughs> it's this evil because like everything around Christmas is like really happy or Oscar worthy mm-hmm. and then you're like let's come up with a horror movie to kind of like go against the grain here
0: yeah. yeah I feel like they try to do that almost every year there's like a horror movie yeah. to some extent around Christmas like Krampus was yeah, a few years it. ago.
2: I was going to say, you guys, whatever, Krampus. Yeah, oh yeah. I really liked
0: that li- Loki. Mm-hmm. I liked way. it too. I did too. I enjoyed it. Yeah, that's good I know you guys might know more on this, uh, but I think we should touch on it before we, we get close to wrapping up here. Um, this is based on a book by Lois Duncan. Um, none of us have read it, we yes. concurred, but um, I didn't do too much research on it you guys know about like the similarities or differences or like what the author um thought about the movie that was any different from the book the movie in the book
2: um it's yeah she they borrowed all the characters from uh main characters from the book um however i guess she really wasn't liking too much how they turned her book into a slasher film, um, and it kind of, you know, she she didn't like it because, like, in her personal life one of her daughters had been murdered in 1989. Um, and I think it was a drive-by, uh, murder too, so I think that was kind of a negative, uh, and she was very open about how she did not like the movie at all, so I don't think they credited her, um, in the second film you know with like borrowing her characters or anything and you know it's pretty obvious why oh
0: yeah that's interesting i'm always curious about that when they adapt a book what is the author's thoughts on it if the author really had any input Mm -hmm. whatsoever yeah
2: if they're even involved at all
1: yeah i feel like usually for the most part it's always bad unless like the author is like directly involved like gone girl or whatever Mm -hmm. Or um Harry Potter, Exorcists three were like the the author of the book directed the movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. um,
0: not horror, but Perks of Being yeah. a Wallflower. The guy who wrote the book wrote the movie. So that's how you yeah. do it. So you, you're going to be happy with the movie if you wrote it. It's based on your book.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. All right, well, we've talked about.
1: I mean, you see that with like Stephen King too. Like, sorry for, like he hates. The Shining,
0: which is crazy to me. Yeah, we talked about that, but which is
1: the best adaptation? It really. is. Of his, Um, but he loves. There's like a TV series of it that he likes. That's more to the book. I guess it follows the book more closely. I. It was. I think it came out like late '90s, early 2000s. I remember it. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I do not know anything about it. I just know that it, it came out, and that Stephen King likes it. Yeah.
0: He might have had more say with that one. That's all that matters. Yeah. yeah, probably. I bet he. I bet Stanley Kubrick didn't give a shit what Stephen King thought when he was making that movie.
1: No, he literally. didn't. Yeah, I doubt it. he did. <laughs> mm, I'm gonna make my movie, Stephen. Get <laughs> uh, <good> old, Stanley.
0: <laughs> well, I think. For this week, um, we've talked about, you know, it was a box office success, some things we liked about the movie. Is there anything we want to add before, you know, we we shut the book, uh, shut the book, whatever. You know the expression I'm going for it. this week on I Know What You Did Last Summer.
1: Besides defending and destroy, which we haven't said yet. Mm-hmm. I was going to yeah. say, let's wrap it up with that.
0: Right. Um, who wants to go first? I'm touching I'm, I mean, I defend, I'm touching my nose. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Whoops. Sorry, Lindsay, I jumped the gun.
2: Nah, it's all good. Um, yeah, like I said, like, this movie kind of just, like, I mean, we were children when this movie came out, so I wasn't really, like, watching it, you know, like, at five years old when it, uh, first came out in theaters or anything, but, um, it kind of reminds me of just being, you know, a kid and, you know, because I...
1: Going to Blockbuster? <laughs>
2: yeah, like, you could do that back then. Yeah. Um... And, you know, I like this movie because I think it kind of, I think Sarah Michelle Gellar kind of had uh, solidified a career of some sort by that point, but I think it really launched the careers of Jennifer Love Hewitt and Ryan Phillippe and Freddie Prinze Jr. Like, you know, I think, uh, and I think Jennifer Love Hewitt's uh, performance in this, like, she is supposed to be the main character, so we do see more of her um, and her kind of character's development and how she's affected. Um, I think she's the one who's affected the most by the events that happened, um, I think she did a really good job with that, um, and, yeah, I mean, it's kind of campy, it's kind of, you know, like I said, like, there's so many, it's just, it's, you watch this movie in 2017, and the 90s element is so very, very evident, but I love it for that, so, um, overall you know
1: i'm gonna defend it because i picked it so i i'm also defending it and i I think it's a very popcorn kind of movie and i was gonna make this point earlier but i think the reason why it's better received amongst our age group than urban legend i think is because is it is it pg-13 unless i'm like or is it not? Because I thought maybe maybe the rating it's, could affect affected. It, it
0: sounds that sounds right to be honest, but uh, no, it, it's but R.
1: It is R. Yeah. Okay, then
0: maybe the second one was PG. I don't
1: know then. Yeah, because like it it does it does come off as like a PG thirteen movie, but I guess that doesn't really mean anything since it was R. But it, I guess the cast you know, the cast is like everyone's recognizable of the four. They They're all, like, famous from the 90s. Yeah. Where in Urban Legend, you didn't really have that as much. You had, like, maybe, like, f- two to three. Mm-hmm. And, like, that wasn't part of the main group. Like, Jared Leto wasn't the main group.
0: No.
1: Um, yeah. What's her name? That reminds me of Denise Richards, but it's not Denise are Richards. Of, are you thinking of... <laughs>
0: thinking of... No. Oh, I know. I don't know her... Is that the killer you're thinking of? Or no? Yeah. I, in Urban Legend.
1: Yeah, I don't know, I know. her name. Yeah.
0: Rebecca Gayhart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got Joshua Jackson. Aren't you a Mighty Ducks fan? And or a Dawson's <laughs> Creek fan? Dawson's yeah.
1: Creek. <laughs> never, never watched Dawson's Creek. Me either. Oh.
0: I've I will admit I've watched like the first four
1: seasons of that show.
2: They got it on Hulu now.
1: Yeah. What was it on though? What was it on cable? It's on D V D. I mean, it, when it first came out, you yes. <laughs> oh, asked. Whoops. Was it a, was it a, ne- I was it a network show? I can't I can't remember. Yeah.
2: I don't know, but they had those reruns on at like 7 a.m. every day on TVS yep. for like a decade.
1: Yeah. Well, or childhood. I don't have TVS because I don't have cable right now. Mm-hmm. Me Because either. I don't pay for that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I, I believe it was a big network show. Or. Yeah, would it have been? It yeah, probably.
2: I want to say it was something like the WB, but I don't know. That sounds right. I was trying to think
0: like it wouldn't. It doesn't seem like a prime time like NBC show. Yeah, so WB might be right. Yeah,
1: yeah, probably something like that at least. That sounds right.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. All right, Matt. What do you think?
0: Take it away. Um, I had my my argument. But it seemed to slip my mind. But I'm going to, my verdict is I'm going to defend it. Um, yeah, yeah, huh? Surprise, surprise. Now, <laughs>
1: hey, I did not think you were going to say
0: that. Yeah, I, I, I think it's overrated, I said in that podcast, and it's not my favorite 90s horror. But I, I am, uh, I guess I have a sweet spot for 90s movies, 90s horror. Like, I love Scream, I think that's like an awesome movie in general, but I loved Urban Legend, and that's, that's worse than this movie. And I like Irvin <laughs> Um and plus it's, it is an iconic piece of horror from the 90s like if, if someone was like what's 90s horror I think two movies really come to mind if you're not a big horror person is Scream and this one right off the top of my head
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it's parodied like the first scary movie was essentially just this movie and Scream um, I don't even know if there was anything else, oh The Matrix was a joke in there but yeah it's it's part of the nineties horror that I love so much, and uh, it's entertaining. It's pizza, a popcorn movie, that's for sure. I literally had popcorn mm-hmm. with this movie, sat down on my couch and watched it with popcorn. So I'll defend it. <laughs> Still hold by my statement of overrated, but um, defend it. People should watch Fair it.
1: Enough.
0: Mm-hmm. So I think. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's all great. right, way to go. Okay, this is the Records Podcast. You know, stay in touch with us online, Facebook. We're there, Twitter. You know we're there now too. We got a website. Check out some blogs. Um, we're gonna try to get some video es- video essays out of ourselves, talking to you about things we love about the horror genre and our blogs and on the forums. Let us know, please, please, what you want us to watch, and uh, who's the best host? It's it's not it's not Pete. Um, just let us know. You know? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm going to 180. I'm going from complete, unconditional love for you, Pete, to, to jabs. Straight jabs.
2: Like.
0: <laughs> well, with that then, uh, thanks for tuning in. and uh, We'll see you next time on eight Report's podcast. As always, I'm Matt Johnson. I remain in the shadows.
1: I'm Peter. That's
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Lindsay, and I'll see you all next time on it.